Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday the 15th of December. Today, Don Bradman breaks another record, a former Carlton captain comes out swinging against Mick Malthouse, and Mark Taylor breaks down Australia's opening dilemma ahead of tomorrow's second Ashes test. But first... A retired NRL star has been arrested during an early morning police raid accused of being involved in a sickening child pornography ring. Brett Finch is one of eight men charged with using a telephone chat service to talk about and share child abuse material. The post-football career of Brett Finch took a tragic and revolting turn yesterday when Finch was arrested and charged with five counts of using a carriage service to transmit, publish or promote child abuse material. The 40-year-old arrested accused of using a chat service to share images and discuss the abuse of children. Seven other men have also been charged. Seven's Andrew Denny with the details of what is without doubt the saddest and lowest point of Finch's tumultuous post-football career. Finch was granted bail and will face court next year. Adelaide becomes the centre of the cricket universe tomorrow with the second test of the Ashes series to get underway at the picturesque Adelaide Oval. Australia lead the series 1-0 after their win at the Gabba, but David Warner's participation remains up in the air. Obviously he's a little bit sore. We didn't take any risks with him only needing 20. Um, he was going to bat, but in the end, we, their bowlers did a fantastic job to give him a day off. So um, I think for him it was just rest. I think he's ready to go, so um, no issues with Davey. Teammate Travis Head confident that Warner will be right to go tomorrow after suffering bruised ribs in the first test. But a light net session yesterday consisting only of throwdowns and not actual deliveries from bowlers did nothing to dismiss the injury concerns. And former test opener and captain Mark Taylor believes whether Warner plays or not will ultimately be up to him. I think it's it's almost comes down to a, one of these sort of adult conversations you need to have. You know, when Davey's been around a long time now, he'll know how he's feeling. So, yes, I'll put him in the net with the quicks for a while, but it, it, it's not as if they're going to try and run in there and hit him in the ribs. Speaking on Triple M's Willow Talk yesterday, Taylor also believes that despite his appalling average, fellow opener Marcus Harris doesn't have to do that much to keep his spot beyond the Adelaide Test. They've given Harris two Test matches, so this is a vital game for him. It will also be, depending on how Australia go, he does, probably doesn't need to make 100 in that, but a couple of, you know, or at least one tidy innings in this Test match where he sees off the new ball and, and flourishes even probably a half century in a winning Australian side means he'd be retained. Don't forget to sign up to KO to catch all the action of tomorrow's pink ball test. In his playing days, former Carlton captain Mark Murphy was a highly skilled, hard-running, goal-kicking midfielder. Murphy, the veteran, the sidestep, the banana! Mark Murphy to try and win it for the Blues of the death! But in retirement, Murphy has turned into something of a heavy hitter. Speaking to former teammate Dylan Buckley on the Dylan Friends podcast, Murphy came out swinging and landed some big shots on former coach Mick Malthouse about his time at the Blues. I actually haven't really listened to too much of what Mick has had to say yeah. um, post leaving the footy club because, yeah. Um, yeah, what's the point? Malthouse took over as the coach of the Blues at the beginning of the 2013 season, the same year that Murphy became the club captain. But it would seem that Murphy wasn't Mick's first pick to lead the Blues. He probably would have said that he would have chosen a different captain at the time, and um, he even said that to me when I got appointed captain. So, um, when you got appointed captain, yeah. So, so when we chose <laughs> chose you as captain, yeah, he would have he would have gone with someone else. But because they weren't going to be featuring regularly in the side, he couldn't go down that path. So initially, when he got told he captain, you'd like to be a real positive sort of 
sort of period. So it wasn't a great start. Would have been nice for him to turn up to a leadership group meeting every now and again. Mm. This. Oh no, he didn't. Murphy was firm in his opinion that Carlton made the wrong decision to sack Brett Ratton as the Blues coach at the end of the 2012 season and believes that while Malthouse record puts him in the upper echelon of all-time AFL coaches, at the Blues, he was a bust. His time at Carlton, I don't think he was really in it for the, the right reasons. Um, and then once it turned pear shape, it was all about him, unfortunately, at the end. If I was a betting man, I'd think Mick might offer up a response to Murphy's comments in the not-too-distant future. Paul Kelly doesn't write songs about just anyone, and Sir Donald Bradman certainly wasn't just anyone. The man with the most famous average in world sport has chalked up another impressive number. $250,000 going once, twice, so. The bat Don Bradman used on the 1934 Ashes Tour of England has sold at auction for an eye-watering $250,000, making it the most expensive cricket bat in the history of the world. And in more good news, the anonymous new owner has agreed to keep the bat on display at the Bradman Museum in Barrel, where it has been displayed since the 1990s. Oh, good. What a relief. That's really excellent. The bat itself is inscribed with Bradman's top scores from that Ashes Tour. A lazy 344 at Hingley, and 244 that he scored at the Oval as part of a then-record 451-run partnership he shared with Bill Ponsford, which was only surpassed in 1997. Don wrote the scores on the bat himself, which is a tradition that any youngster who's ever picked up a bat would be familiar with. I personally remember writing my high scores on the back of my bat as a kid. 12, 16, and that memorable 19 not out. And it turns out my cricket career inspired a Paul Kelly song too. I've done all the dumb things. And that is your fast fun hit of sport for Wednesday the 15th of December. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.